Hey beautifuls, welcome to the Fitness and Moses podcast, the home where we just come home to our bodies and just remember that our bodies really are a lingerie full of the softest, most sensual, luxuriously beautiful lace in the world. And the exciting thing about lingerie is that we get to redefine it, we get to cut out new designs, we get to cut out new patterns, and we just get to be our own tone of goddessness, like our own goddess vibration walking out into the world. Today I have a gorgeous goddess vibration joining me for Fitness and Mimosas. <laughs> My roommate Deborah. Welcome to the table, gorgeous. Thank you for having me. I'm really excited to be here. Oh, I feel so blessed to have you. I feel so blessed to have you. So <laughs> right before we started recording, we were like sipping our water and I'm like, no. Okay, I think we need to upgrade this experience. <laughs> So I went and I got wine glasses and we poured our water into wine glasses. So we're about to cheers. Yes, cheers there to you that. Go. <laughs> Getting as bougie as possible. So Deborah, we met in like the coolest way. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> right, like so cool. Yeah. Um, do you want to tell the story or me to tell it? You Here, tell it. I tell yeah. it. So, um, when I arrived in Texas, I was looking for shoots to do, I didn't really know a whole lot of people, I love being artistic and creativity, and shooting boudoir is something that really like helps my anxiety and my depression, it's kind of like my creative outlet. And so I put out an ad on Facebook and like some modeling Austin like Facebook groups asking for people to be able to write in to like model in the wings and do, I was gonna do before and after shot. So I did before and they wear the wings doing an after shot. And Deborah was the first model I ever shot. <laughs> and this was like, this is like a year and a half ago. Yeah, because right? it was last February or March, I wanna say. Yeah. Because I got here January 2019, moved in February 2019. So that yeah. was like, I think it was March or something. Yeah. yeah that was, so that was a, that, yeah. Long ago, but not really. Yeah. It's crazy. And then, like, we just hit it off. She's living in this RV, which you had to see. It, it was like all pink on the inside. So I was like, oh my gosh, this is my soul. This is for life. Like, she has a pink RV. This is so amazing. I wish there was a picture I could show you guys. And um, at the time, I was doing belly dancing up in Austin every Saturday, not every Saturday, but like that was my release. And so I asked her if she would meet me, and she did. And we had belly, went to belly dancing class, and then we went out, and we like had lunch, and we had like a great conversation just about feminine energy and everything. And like, you know, when you don't, like, you kind of lose touch, but you don't lose touch. And we both went into a really dark time in our lives going through a whole bunch of stuff which you'll hear about shortly. Oh yeah. And um, she had messaged me on Facebook like a few months ago saying she was bought us house in San Marcos. I'm like, oh my goodness, that's cool. And then like life just kinda gone on from there. Well and I took this episode on the podcast down because I didn't know how to present it and I'm still in my process of healing from it. Um, I was in a situation with the police which was really bad. So just know that like when you hear these reports and stuff, it's tied to real people who are really being hurt. And it got to a thing where like, I needed help. I can't go to the police because the police are the ones hurting me. And I posted on Facebook saying like, I need to get out now. Like I literally went for my run, had a situation, handed my landlord a note saying like, Miranda's I'm moving out. And I didn't know where I was moving. I didn't know where I was gonna live. I had no idea. And I put the post up on Facebook and Deborah commented below, like within a few hours, she's like, I have a, I have a room for you. So the next day I was like over there, or I think it was next day, right? Yeah, was. I was over there. <laughs> I walked in, there was a picture of Marilyn Monroe on the wall. She has a pole, I have a pole. Gorgeous goddesses, I knew it's home. <laughs> and it's just been this beautiful, divine, feminine energy experience where like every time we sit down, it could be breakfast, it can be lunch, we just have dinner, we have these deep, Feminine energy conversations. Yeah. When I come, if I come from from work and I'm like something happened, I'll be like, Deborah, I just need the sage. <laughs> I go grab some sage and sage the heck out of her. Yeah. <laughs> All up and down, like it's just like really good. And she's like with a guy, and I'm like, I get like bad vibes. I'll be saving the room, like, <laughs> like oh, let me get this, like. So it's oh been, it's really like, it's really gorgeous. It's been really beautiful. Even for the message you mentioned, be like, I have a place you can put up your pole. You can have a room for your guests to wait with their boudoir session. So it's been, 
it's been like kind of like a dream you would never dream of but it's it's been wonderful yeah it really has like i've cherished every day like you've been here and uh, I, like i've never gotten along like living with other girls before so like you're the first like lady that i've ever lived with that i like really enjoy living with and like i'm glad that we can spend time with each other like outside and just hang out and like our deep conversations like it's, it's fun, just right? amazing to have that connection with somebody to where they're literally like your soul sister. Yeah. I, I even told her too um, when I first met her that like we're not done seeing each other. <laughs> like I am going to be seeing you soon. And I, and at that time, like like she said, like I was living in an RV and I had no idea where my life was going to take me. I literally was unemployed during that time as well. Um, I had recently transitioned from San Antonio to. Um, Austin area and like I was just trying to figure it out trying to figure out how to get into a new city how to find a new job um, create a new life pretty much and it just kind of really transformed and evolved like literally in one year like from last February to this February of this year it's just my life's completely changed 180 degrees she went from living in an RV to owning her own house yeah. <laughs> Within like a little over a year. That's insane. And literally went from being unemployed to having a job. And yeah. It's yeah, been, to having a good job. Yeah. Yeah, it's been a crazy ride, that's for sure. That's, I love that. Like, that's just so inspirational, and I'm so proud of you. Oh, thank like, you. I'm so, like, oh, that gives me shivers. I'm so proud of the way you built your wings. And like what I love about Deborah Ladies is the way she comes home to her wings is with love. Mm -hmm. And so that's what I want to explore today. What was that quote? I keep forgetting that quote they want to put up in the kitchen. Um, let me see if I can pull it up real quick because I have a picture of it because I want to um, re-put it up there. But I had gone to Costa Rica last year and I saw it on the kitchen that of the place that I was staying at and it's just it's stuck with me ever since uh, give me one second I think it I think that's just so cool and like when you think about it it takes so much bravery to invent ourselves and reinvent ourselves especially during this time we really are reinventing our lingerie every single day but in a way we're reinventing our lingerie by going deeper inside ourselves and that's why it's so important to go inside there with, with love and with the pure love, with the deep love. And like I like to say, I like to wear love on my body um, in the most refreshing way that my body has ever felt. But I think sometimes when you're going through these transformations, when you're rebuilding your life and sometimes it might feel from scratch, like it's hard to remember that when you're doing that to do it with love versus panic or anything else. Yeah, definitely. And that quote was, make love to the earth with your hands. Wow. So take us to being the RV. How would that quote apply to that and then also to like your love life? Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> um, it showed me literally that when you hit rock bottom and you literally have nothing left to lose and you are literally at the bottom of the barrel of starting all over again with your life, like you only have yourself to pick yourself up and to really establish yourself and rebuild yourself. And so that self-love like plays a huge role in dictating and the choices you make and like which direction you're gonna take your life, for sure. How did you know you were worthy of higher choices? Like I can see it clearly on you, but what do you say for the person who feels like they're not? Because I, I, I used to be that person. Oh, I used to be that person too. Um, you really have to dig deep inside of yourself and know that whatever situation you're in, like you, can change your situation. You just have to take the steps to change it. Like, make yourself a plan. Figure it out. Like, you might know what not. You might not know what direction you want to go, but if you have a dream or a goal in mind that you want to accomplish, like, 
start anywhere, like anywhere in that goal, anywhere in that dream. Like, how can I start, like, to start rebuilding myself? How can I take care of myself to get me from point A to point B? And it's really, really important for you to show yourself unconditional love no matter what situation you're in, like whether you're like even in a happy situation, like when you think that everything's okay, like you still have to continue that maintenance on yourself for sure. What does that look like? It really is, I guess it looks like thoughts, like how do you can picture your thoughts because there is no tangible like, object that you can really make it look like. So however your thoughts look like to you when you're just thinking of them, like that's how it looks like. So if you have, say, a goal in mind that you want to accomplish and you are even like how you feel, like you just have to look inward into yourself and acknowledge what you're feeling and then kind of attach it to the goal that you want to accomplish mm -hmm. and then just kind of take steps like for instance when I first moved into my RV I literally was at the point where I could not like the whole reason I bought the RV actually was I, since I did not have a stable job at the time, I could not get into an apartment and because mm. you have to have income for an apartment. And I was like just hustling side jobs like crazy. And like I literally had, I want to say eight W-2 forms last year. That's insane. <laughs> yeah. That's insane. And then plus like, of course, like the stuff that was like really side side jobs that yeah doesn't really get reported because there's really I mean, no way to report like it. Hand, yeah. Yeah, it's just like a handy yeah. woman job or whatever. Yeah. But um yeah, you just have to really take a look at what direction you want to take your life and I know that there's a lot of fear that comes with it. So, I know people who think that they're unworthy, they might be scared uh, to take like the next moves, to take the next steps. And really, like, you need to change your mindset on I cannot or that's not going to happen to me. That's not in the cards for me. That's not um, what life's going to take me. Like, that's not God's plan for me. That's, like, all those negative thoughts. Like, you have to really change your mindset. Like, even I've had people tell me that they're, like, trash, like, for me. And I'm like you don't you obviously don't love yourself if you're saying that you're trash because no one's trash like no one deserves to be thrown away no one like deserves to feel like they're not worthy of love or not like enough good enough for someone and i've also had people tell me too they're like oh well you're too good for me or you think you're better than everyone else and i'm just like how the hell are you coming up with these like judgments about me when you don't really know me and also, like, I'm far from, like, goody two-shoes or whatever, like, people think of me. Like, for some reason, people, they see me and they think I'm being judgmental or they see me and, um, like, oh, well, she's too good for me or, like, oh, like, she's better than me. And I'm like, you, you just cannot compare yourself, like, to people like that at all. Yeah. And... <laughs> Like, my situations and my experiences that I've been in, like, I've literally been to hell and back. Like, I have experienced so much in my life. Like, literally from, like, this past year, from literally being just about homeless, and then even, like, prior years to getting raped, and then, like, prior years to getting cheated on by, like, a boy, well, yeah, a boyfriend cheated on me with multiple women. Like... It's yeah. just been an insane last, I want to say, 12 years for me. And, like, this decade has just been crazy. And then, like, now, even now, we're in a pandemic. <laughs> Girl, like, done. what the fuck? <laughs> like, <laughs> how the hell did that happen? But, um, yeah, like, 
you really, even during this time, you really need to show that you love yourself. Like no matter how that, like whatever you think love is to you, because I know love means so many different things to people. And I don't know, like maybe people express love different ways, but like I, I love the way I know how to love. And that came from myself. Like that did not come from my parents because they definitely were not loving. And that did not, like I'm an only child, so I did not learn from any siblings. And mm -hmm. it was me learning to love myself, I guess, through, I guess, seeing the experiences of other people and other people's families growing up. Like I really um, had grown up in other people's houses getting watched, uh, like babysat, and just seeing how their families functioned and how they treated each other. And just, I've seen people walking down the street on how they've seen each other. I, like, I've been to Paris, so like I see how the people on the streets of Paris treat each other. And Well, so let's stop there. <laughs> how do the people on the streets of Paris treat each other? Oh man, it's so romantic over there. Like, they're not afraid to show, like, PDA, like public displays of affection, and they're not afraid to just really express their love on how they know how to love to each other, and it's just so romantic, and like I stayed there for a month, and I literally, that was um, also, that when I went to Paris, that happened to be the month that my ex, the one that had cheated on me, with like, we were done, so like, I had literally like, broken up with him and I was in Paris <laughs> like literally the next week oh my gosh yeah. wow what a detox yeah Shoot. that was in 2012 I don't even date but I need to detox in Paris definitely like the food there is so amazing like just the food is so healing itself and just the even the streets smell amazing like if you've ever been into a Lush store like, it smells like lush on the streets. I just imagine Paris as being very sensual, and I know sensuality is so healing. Like, the feeling of sensuality within our bodies is so healing. And it I imagine really Paris is. being kind of like Yeah, that. just the beauty, like the architecture is just super healing just from looking at it, and the arts, and just the, the way that people are. I mean, some people, they say, oh, well, Parisians, they're like really snobby, and like they don't care about you and like they don't especially Americans they don't care about Americans and that is so far from the truth like you speak you attempt to speak just a little bit of French over there and they're just super helpful Aww. with you. I, I, I absolutely love to see like that city felt like home to me when I was over there for sure. <laughs> That's beautiful. That's so beautiful. Yeah. And I think everything else that happens total bullshit you didn't deserve it. So it makes me upset. I'm so inspired though, how like you wear your tear and how you wear yourself as a goddess. That's so beautiful. Can you speak about like how to be a healing form of love even while someone like hurt you? You just have to know that you cannot tie that experience to other people. Like that experience of getting hurt by one person, that's tied to that person. It's not mm. meant to be tied to other people. It's not meant to be a generalization of other people. And it's a pattern that I think people fall into as well. Like they become the victim of it. And I'm definitely not the victim. Um, I just, my heart is so filled with so much love for myself and I just really want to share it with somebody that will love me for me and like I just I know what I bring to the table in relationships like I'm not the problem when it comes to relationships the past relationships I've had like it's always been the other person because they had their own insecurities and they were projecting them on me and just life situations life happens and it's just a lot of insecurities and fears coming from another person so I think which is also interesting too because um, I think people 
when they realize their own emotions and realize their own fears and insecurities, that's when the healing process begins because you're recognizing and you're aware of like what your faults are, what your flaws are, and you learn to accept like you for you. Like, there's nothing like what is normal, what is weird, like what like that's a perception from somebody. That is so true. Yeah, what is weird? Yeah, like, what is it? I, like, yeah, I think weird's me. Exactly, weird is me too. And that if people are like, oh, well, I'm weird, or I'm a dork, or I'm a goober, like, or she, he's a goober, or she's a goober. Um, What's it's, a mold? Yeah, it, it is a mold. It's labels, and that's something that I'm not about. Like, if I see, like, and I guess I have a sixth sense, too, because I mm -hmm. look into people's souls, and I mm -hmm. see them for who they really are. I can tell if they're a good person, I can tell if they're a bad person. And it's just looking really deep inside a person and seeing them for who they are, what their intentions are, and there, there's just no judgment about it. Like, I'm accepting you for who you are, and it's amazing. Like, I'm mm -hmm. so excited to know that you are an individual, that you are your own person. You don't have to change for anybody because you're you. And it's just, seeing people who keep themselves as who they are and not changing or not trying to change for anyone like those are the people that I really respect the most because you're keeping your individuality you're not going into a mold you're not following other people which is amazing because people tend to have like a groupthink mentality just to fit in and to be liked and that's just fake and that's bullshit like <laughs> no it is like legitimately yeah and I don't understand why people try so hard to be liked by others like I grew up I guess my mindset's different because I grew up not belonging to a clique in high school I never belonged to a certain group like I was friends with everybody and I just I didn't stick to one group and so that's probably like what's made me a little different, but at the same time, like I never tried to impress people. And even though I think people growing up, like I got made fun of in school, I got bullied, I got like tripped and knocked down from just walking down the hall in school. And it's just ridiculous how kids are and how mean they can be. But I think it's just them being jealous of something that wasn't there in their head like they're just making mm -hmm. stuff up in their head and they're just not really wanting to I guess show their true colors or their like true person like they're I think they use that form of bullying or that form of being mean as a way of hiding like themselves because they're scared or they have insecurities I completely agree. And kind of to piggyback on that, I know something that you and I have talked about is like just the sensual energy, you know, because you like me, like we just have a lot of this sensual energy and we've kind of like been punished for having it. And it's not a bad thing to have. It's something like I personally struggle with my perspective on. Yeah. And like, can you talk a little bit about like sensual energy and just like sexual energy and the freedom to just like embrace it? Because it's such... Like, it's really such a beautiful lifeline of rejuvenation within our bodies, but it's like you're kind of, I don't, I don't want to say this in a victim thing, but it can be taken, it's so different than taken the wrong way by a lot of people. And so knowing that the people that do, they're going to be your golden people, but it may not be everybody in the world. Yeah. Like, I have people will come at you for it. Oh yeah, definitely. Like... I've been seen as a sexual object. I've been, definitely been objectified <laughs> so many times in my life. And it's like, guys seem to just lust and just are just super attracted, but at the same time, like intimidated by it. Yeah. And just, just learning to embrace it really has been difficult for me because it took me a long time to really 
accept myself for who I am. And especially this year, like, I didn't realize I took going out to places for granted so much. So I've really yeah. like stepped up my wardrobe and <laughs> my A game is going out. Like I don't care I if I, my it. face is like hidden behind a mask. Like my body's like really dressed up to the nines and <laughs> yeah, but it's all a vibe. Yeah, and it the really aura is. around us isn't a vibe. So many people we have the news, everything else is in our vibe. I'm like. My, my vibe's way too sexy to have that on me. I'm sorry, baby. Yeah, exactly. Like, you know, exactly. I cannot wear that. That is not my Chanel. Yeah. Return it. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And um, I know that before, like, I would just, I didn't want people to look at me. That's why I would dress down so much mm. because I felt like I was just being looked at and just, like, sexualized. Even I was... Even though I'm like in a hoodie and like in jeans, like I'm still being sexualized and I'm just like, what the hell's going on? Like, why me? Because you can't cover up your aura. That's what like me and my girlfriend or Wanda talk about all the time. It goes larger than clothes. So I did the same thing, try and cover up and it didn't work. Yeah. And then I've realized too that some people just can't afford me. Like, I'm Vitor. Yeah, but it also oh goes gosh. back to, um, like, people be like, oh, well, but you said that, like, you're not good enough for people, or, like, I'm not good enough for you. I'm like, yes, but you are good enough, but you'd have to, you have to be willing to pay the price. Like, you cannot just try it on and be like, oh, I'm going to just take some fake selfies in this and pretend that I bought it. Like, no, yes. that thing better be coming home with you in your closet. You'd be wearing, like, it every day. Yeah. And taking yeah. care of it and washing it and just giving the it, the finest, like, sprays with your perfume or your cologne. and Like, no, and I am Versace. I am Gucci. Yes, I am Chanel. Yes. I am Dolce & Gabbana. I am yes. Hermes. Um, yes. Oh my goodness. I, and what does that look like for our bodies and for self-love? Oh, well, like the couture for the lingerie of choice or? Either and or both and everything. <laughs> <laughs> I know I'm not being able to not give you any direction, but I guess we'll start with like the couture of choice. But then just like, yeah, like coming even narrowing down even more, like self-care, health fitness but yeah let's start with like a tour of choice because that's a big thing thinking that our bodies are supposed to be old yeah well couture is really when you look at couture it's handmade it's hand detailed it's hand stitched like every single piece is different like you cannot make or replicate the same exact piece like it's going to be slightly different than the other one i like that like it's coming to me it's molded yeah. Versus in a mold. It's molded by hand versus in a mold. Exactly. And it, it's treated by different people. It's not created by one person. I mean, mm. it, there might not be as many people as it, like compared to a factory. Basically, like one or two people creating it. But it's the, t the time that is put into it and the amount of energy that is put into a couture dress, I it just in the detail the amount of detail that goes into it is amazing so for ourselves like you have to know like every single day like that is a new stitch a new bead a new like strand of pearls a new fringe like it's something new every day is being put on you and whether that's an experience whether that is just walking across the room and breathing a fresh air like you get a whiff of a candle like it's just all of it that's life <laughs> i love that <laughs> oh my gosh Deborah, that like gives me goosebumps that's beautiful oh, that's <laughs> so gorgeous and it makes me think like there's this youtube video i think it's called balenciaga deconstructed right and so these people who like seamstresses, I forget from which college, but they went in to like Balenciaga's original patterns and stuff. 
And then I think the way he designed his gowns were different because one, he did them like standing up. He didn't do them off of any pattern. Um, the cut like free by hand or something like that. But two, when you look at the couture dress, and I think this kind of links with like how you're saying, I, I love that. I didn't even think like everything you did in your day is like a new pearl being formed on your body. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that's so amazing. But like if you look at a Balenciaga dress, even the breast cups were different because, and I don't know if everyone knows this, but I see this work in the lingerie store all the time. Most of us, our breasts are two different sizes. Yep. And so even on the dress, the cups itself are cut two different sizes. And that's like the self-care to literally support the girls. <laughs> but yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. The self-care for our bodies should literally be that customized. I won't cut the smaller leather cap. So it's that. But it's also customized to like your mental health, customized to what you do. Yeah. And who is asymmetrical? Like... Do you know anyone asymmetrical, perfectly asymmetrical? No, like everyone has their flaws. Everyone has their own unique um, like characteristics on their body. Yeah, you'll see, yeah, you see that when you're doing bodybuilding shows, when you're backstage and doing bikini. Yeah, and like everyone has different moles. They have scars, like no, no, moles and scars are not symmetrical, <laughs> so. Yeah, no, that's so true. That's beautiful. And like, I know I kind of gave a little bit of example of self-care, but how does designer couture lingerie, how would you apply that to self-care? And how would you apply it to self-love and self-worth? Definitely the amount of time and energy you put into it because there are like thousands of hours that go into couture. And so you literally, like you're spending thousands of, thousands of hours with yourself. Yes. So. <laughs> Baby, especially after this quarantine, we also couture now. Definitely. We just, this vibration just rose. They ain't never been so sexy. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, it's definitely been a very self-loving experience during quarantine. Yeah. I, I've had a, I've had a lot of stuff surface just from being alone and just, my thoughts and being in my own energy so much that I've learned to just really embrace it. Like I've learned to really just take the time to love myself and show myself that love. Even if it's just buying my favorite meal at a restaurant or just the little things that make me happy. I'm really just trying to live a very I guess you could say the word like tantric lifestyle where it's very sensual yeah I, I love yeah I like like to please all my senses and that's just how you enjoy life a lot better you're really embracing every single moment that you're spending with your life no matter what you do like just embrace every single moment I think that's like so just beautiful. What have you learned about your energy by being in it? <laughs> that I'm love. Like I have so much love for myself and for other people and it's it's not even sickening. It's just very lovey-dovey. Like yeah, you're super like you. This like <laughs> Like, ladies, when you walk in here, like, you will feel the love. Like, I'm not even trying to be like this, like, can you feel the love? Like, but, like, literally, like, Deborah's just so nurturing. Oh, thank That's you. That's like you as a definition. Yeah. It, I think it comes from, it's just crazy to think because if you saw how I was raised and just the people that I've been around, like, you'd be like, how the hell did she turn out the way she did? Because the people that she's been around and the people that that she's definitely, like, been with, like, they weren't nurturing at all. So, so how did you learn nurturing? I wanted to, I guess, not repeat their pattern. I wanted to create my own person. So I just did the opposite of what I saw, like, just naturally. I didn't want to repeat the cycle. I didn't want to repeat a pattern. So I just kind of developed my own method, I guess. And I think just the craving for wanting it so much, like, I had to give it to myself. 
and mm. in return from viewing it to myself, like that is definitely projected outward into how I treat other people. That reminds me of Niecy Nash, because she once said she looked at her family members, because Niecy Nash is all about love, right? Mm -hmm. But she looked for family members, she looked at her family members for examples of what not to do. So it's kind of like you became what you didn't see because you didn't see it. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Dang, that's powerful. <laughs> yeah. You became what you didn't see. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And... I know that the world can definitely use a lot more love, so just having that type of energy and putting it out there, I think that helps make the world a better place. And I feel like more people definitely need to be receptive of it. I think so too. I think so. So talk about love inside the body, which I think is so beautiful because it can like it literally comes in so many different couture gowns and so many different designers, right? Oh yeah. Um, trying to go Alexander McQueen because that love, that type of love can uh. trip you <laughs> But that's some gorgeous couture though. Yes it is. And it's knowing that it's some gorgeous couture, you know? Um, but now let's talk dating. Okay. <laughs> uh oh. <laughs> Because she is faithfully, like... Committed to finding the one in my soulmate. <laughs> yes. I have never seen... I mean, she's faithfully, like... So any day of I, I don't date. But, like, she's, like, bravely, faithfully putting herself out there on the line again and again and again and again. I think that's amazing that, like, you do that. Oh, thanks. <laughs> Would you be like willing to share either some of your stories or things that you learned? Because a lot of people are now like, there's two ways you can look at it. Yes, there were a lot of divorces and breakups during quarantine. Oh man, there's a lot of people getting engaged and just coming together. It's exactly. Amazing. Exactly. And there's a lot more people who have gotten to know themselves that you'll meet up with. There's also those thirsty people, so watch out for them. But there's yeah. <laughs> Like there's people that like, like what is remember that I bought that sign? I literally bought this sign at um, Hobby Lobby. Like it says you're like really pretty or something like that. Just because I was starting to not feel pretty anymore. Oh. <laughs> because like, like I think it's so cool when like, and I feel so humble when a little kid gives me like gives us compliments about like how you look so pretty. But like you and I were talking about mm -hmm. like. You get so many comments from men, you're like, you're just thirsty. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> like, if, like if I'm not even feel pretty. Yeah. Just get off my ashe. <laughs> yeah, like telling us that we're pretty, like, I think I can speak for a good majority of women, but just like constantly just saying, oh, you're so gorgeous, oh, you're so beautiful, or, hey, sexy, or like, come you here, baby. You tell me, hey, so sexy, or baby does not no. do it. No, <laughs> no, it doesn't for me. It does not do it for me either. Um, you have to show me that you love me, or you yeah. have to show, well, not, you don't have to show me that you love me, but, you, well, you do if you want to be with me. It's an action. Yeah, it is. Like, you have to have an action to, if you want me to know that I am pretty, or you want me to feel pretty, you have to show me, like, give me a hug, like, be more affectionate, talk to me, like, communicate, like, what the, f <laughs> yeah. Some, like, seems like a lot of guys, they don't know how to communicate, like, Dude, you're the guy. Like, you're the masculine energy. You're supposed to be chasing me. I'm not gonna be chasing after your ass. Like, so like, where are you meeting these? Like, let's start with meeting. I hope I'm right asking the right questions because you know this feels like a foreign field for me. But like, where are you meeting these people? Um, meeting a lot of them online because you it's weird how the world works today because literally all of my past relationships have been. I've met them like in person, mm. whether it's through mutual friends, whether it's just out in public, like I've just met them in person. So this, this year particularly, <laughs> like has literally been all online. And I, this year has definitely been the year that I have put myself out there like aggressively to try to find um, Mr. Right, like my soulmate. It's just, it's been super hard trying to find that person because you are having to filter through all these guys. And I literally have gone through the entire freaking like deck online. Like I have no, like 
no rec no recommendations left for new people. So no, I love you. It's for been being crazy. So <laughs> like when you find Mr. Right, what will that feel like? Well, I've always been told from other people that when you find the one, you will know. And I'm a pretty intuitive person, and I've definitely tapped into my own energy to where like, if it feels right, it's normally right. And so I feel like I would know. And of course, there's been, I guess like a couple instances where I thought I knew, but it turned out that I guess it just one-sided and they weren't really interested, but I'm like, oh, okay, well, next, we're <laughs> moving on. And how do you hold into your lingerie when that happens? Um, it's difficult, it really is. Like, it's definitely been a challenge to know that it's not me, it's them, because they're not interested in me for whatever reason, and it's more, most likely, they are the ones that are looking for a hookup, they're the ones, like, not wanting to do the chasing, they're not wanting to put the time, the work, the effort in to actually create a relationship. And it really seems like, too, there is, I don't know what's up with people, but it seems like these guys in their mid-30s, like, they just, they have this Peter Pan complex where they don't want to grow up and they don't want to, like, really express themselves anymore because they've been hurt in the previous relationships that they've been in. Do you think it's this area or do you think it's all guys in their 30s? I'm starting to think it might be all guys. Oh, really? I'm starting to think so, but... That's it. If I ever do say <laughs> I'm dating older. <laughs> this is exactly why I dated older. I'm just kidding. But... Not really. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I feel like it's changed. Like, the market's changed so much. Like, you have social media, you have instant gratification, you have just these, like, false realities that people, I guess, put themselves into and they're not really experiencing life as it really is. They're not accepting the realness of it. I'm really, really real about everything. Mm -hmm. And I don't beat around the bush. I don't just, like, I'm really honest. And I think the truth scares a lot of people. Mm. I'm just really brutal too. Like I'm super cutthroat as well. Like I've literally this year alone, I've been on probably around 20 dates. That's amazing. It's a lot of damn people. <laughs> How do you hold into your ashe, your energy? I really just ground myself and I try not to give too much of myself out. So if I know for instance like most of the dates that I've been on like they didn't even make it to a second date like I'm pretty cutthroat and brutal when it comes to that like, if I know something's not gonna work it's they're immediately cut off mm -hmm. I don't mess around like I'm queen of sword style just <laughs> <laughs> off with their head off with their connection you aren't oh coming gosh. anywhere near I me ever again it's like more I guess, I don't know, better version. <laughs> yeah, no, you're more like Queen Victorian era, era when it comes oh, to that. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I do like the Victorian era. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know, I know. Do you have any tips for people on dating? Yeah. Oh, goodness, I have, well, from my experiences, I guess I can give some tips, but First and foremost, you need to know what your standards are. You need to know what you're looking for, the type of guy and type of relationship you want. Like, if you are looking for a hookup, then go for it. Like, that's, you do you, boo. Like, I'm not judging you. But if you're looking for a real, healthy, abundant, stable relationship that you are going to put the work in, because your long-term goal is to get engaged and get married and like just create a life together to really empower each other, to lift each other up. Like you are not caging anybody. You're not taking away anyone's freedom. Like, I mean, I guess I'm telling you my standards, but- <laughs> 
But borrow her standards because that actually <laughs> works. Like, don't let any, you yourself be caged or your freedom be taken away. It's no. been taken away for too long. Yeah, and that is not the point of a relationship. A relationship is literally you love yourself so much that you love another person. You can share that energy with the other person. Yeah. You're not draining anybody. You are uplifting them. You are motivating them. You are encouraging them to be themselves, like the best version of themselves. You're creating the best version of each other. You are just really empowering each other. You are each other's like support team. That goes with your quote, right? Can you read that quote again? That was the, the love and the earth, uh, the hands. Um, it is, I think, make love to the earth with your hands. Is that? Yeah, that was it. Make love to the earth with your hands, and like. That's so cool, too, if you think about, like, the metaphor of, like, the earth literally being our bodies and literally being ourselves, or the earth could be, like, relationship. You know what I mean? Yeah. You could put so many different things, but from the earth, that's where, you like, life and so many things grow from it. But if you don't plant the right things, you're, that's not what you're going to get gonna get out of it. Exactly. And what world is that going to create? Exactly. And just blooming where you're planted, like, that's another quote that I've seen, and learning to really you what you put into your body like what you put into your body on all aspects all aspects like sexual food like everything yeah it all creates all your own world and that's really powerful yeah and giving yourself permission to be like sometimes world go in place <laughs> Yes. You know? Definitely. But that's okay. Like, you can rebuild it and let something new grow again. Yeah, definitely. And I have literally been, like, rock that's your bottom. Story. Yeah. Like, literally, when I got my RV, nothing worked. I had to go to the gym to take showers. Yeah. I, like, I couldn't even cook in my kitchen. My fridge was out. And I had, like, literally bought a lemon. And... It was awful. I remember yeah. sitting in my RV thinking, this is what rock bottom literally feels like. I, I am just not in where I had imagined myself to be, but you know what? I, this is rock bottom. I have no place to go except up. With a year I, and a half, you bought a house. And under that, really. One year. One year. Literally you a house. one year. One year later, you're on your own home. Yeah. It's crazy. Like, like in a three-bedroom house. Four bedrooms, Four two baths. There you on go. On half an acre. <laughs> yes. Girl, yes, queen. Yes. She's like, girl, four bedrooms, two baths. Yes. yes. And I'm not even done. Like, I have plans. Like, this is an investment home. Yeah. It's not my forever home. Yeah. And I'm just going to continue to grow from there. Like, there was literally no place but up because... And up will always keep expanding. Yes, definitely. And I am in the mindset where I am attracting abundance now. And it's funny because like one year ago, like I would tell you my abundance my abundance was not flowing like at all. And it's just been such a life changing experience from just hustling, working my ass off. To now, literally, like, listen, we will be at lunch, and she'll get a message, and, like, randomly will be like, oh, yeah, you have money or something, like. Yeah, I got money from a stranger in the yeah, mail. That's how it went from hustling to money just arriving at her door. Like, what the hell just happened? It like, wasn't even a little bit of money. Yeah, I was like. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's what being your feminine energy, your magnetic feminine energy vibe can do, being that abundance mindset can do. Yeah, and really just not giving up on yourself just continuing to work really hard towards your goals and finding ways and being creative on what you can do to reach your goals in life yeah. and never stopping the on those goals like just continuously like even if it's just a little tiny baby step like as long as you reach that like little um benchmark of that goal like, be proud of yourself. Celebrate. Like, leave in a little See, I'm bad. I don't do that. You have to. And I need to. I need to do that. Because I think when you celebrate the little things, like, that attracts more for the bigger things. Like, 
it, the universe recognizes it for you. You're like, oh, you're celebrating with your accomplishment. Here, let me give you the next step, the next puzzle piece, the next block, like the next building block for you to continuously grow. Yeah. Wow. Oh, that's so beautiful. So we were talking about, I don't know, for some reason I want to like do an analogy with these roses, and I don't know why, but I think it's just kind of like, so we have these roses that I have bought Deborah a few weeks ago, and it's kind of like, when you see a rose, it's so beautiful, but like, well, one, I'm so bad at preserving my roses so they like fall apart, but Aww. if you dry them a certain way, that beauty can be like preserved. And I feel like sometimes we think that like when we go through life's experiences, then we've lost our beauty and that we're worthless. And I think we have to remember that we are the rose. And whether it's being a rose in essential oil form, whether it's being the ashes of a rose, whether it's being a rose that's just being born out of the ground, you're the rose. Yeah, definitely. And rose is my favorite scent. Like I have my rose petal lottery candle lit right now and it's oh just oh my gosh so glam that and our water and our wine glasses <laughs> yes and it's just so amazing and just I I've always had an obsession with preserving flowers that I receive like I'm I guess sentimental in that way like I'm not really a sentimental person but when it comes to roses like and flowers yeah. I just I love seeing them like preserved and dried because I know like even though the rose is no longer alive or with us, it's still like the essence is still there. So like that mm. goes translates into even with people too. Like some people may no longer be in your life, but your energy is still with them no matter what. Like yes, that's what Maya Angelou said. Your legacy is everyone that you touch. That's what she told Oprah. Yeah, definitely. And I really believe that. Like the previous people that I've even been around, even the people that I've met, like they have a piece of my energy, like yeah. whether it was just a conversation or a hug, like you still felt my energy and that's going to stay with you the rest of your life. Like you're never going to forget about me. <laughs> I, I love it when you say that. I love it. It's actually like, girl, he will never forget about me. No. I love it when you say that. Like, I was no. like, yes, queen. Yeah, oh, <laughs> definitely will be thinking about me for the rest of their life. <laughs> That's so beautiful. I love that. Oh, I love that you took like everything that could have been made to be like, I don't say a curse, but it could have been made to be like tar or nasty, and you made such a beautiful healing ointment from within yourself, but you didn't wear any of it. Any of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. You didn't wear what happened to you, but you were just allowed yourself to yeah. like, live you. Definitely, and I strongly believe in karma as well. So, like, what yeah. you're putting out in the universe, like, it will come back to you ten times, like, fold. Like, you're building your own world when you're building your own tornado. Definitely. Yeah. So, I feel like just the love that I'm putting out, like, that love's going to definitely be returning its investment into me at some point in the near future. Like, also... Do you ever get like a gut feeling where you know something big is about to happen? Like you just feel like the winds of change, like something is going yeah. to happen, and then it's last time was something bad for me, but yes, oh, I know exactly. <laughs> and I knew the date, and then it happened, and I was like, oh my gosh. Oh, I'm sorry that happened, but I'm I'm talking about like there's you know something great is coming your way. Like you, you can feel it. Like yes. Positive, like... Yes. Yes, Jasmine, stay positive. Yes, like positive <laughs> golden diamonds. Yeah. Yeah, well, I've definitely, like, had that feeling a few times in my life. And when I get those feelings, like, something... Whether, I mean, I guess it could be good or bad, but I guess even the bad, you still accept it as being good because that's part of your journey. And sometimes you really need to go through that in order to become a better version of yourself so that's part of the whole growing and expanding process but just that feeling that you get where you know that there is change coming there is something coming to you where it is going to change your life and hopefully definitely for the better like, can you talk about relaxing into being grown, grown, groaning, being grown, groaning, groaning, and expanding? It's like like relaxing. relaxing into that versus fighting it. Oh. <laughs> um. Well, just 
really finding the peace in it. Like, mm. you don't have to fight. I guess I've really relaxed to where I'm just peaceful about everything now. Like, I don't... You're so zen. <laughs> <laughs> I like me to take a note. She's so zen. Yeah, I think that's just for me. And, like, you wouldn't believe me, but I actually had, like, the worst attitude growing up, too. Really? Like, yeah, like, I was... Like, it was... It'd be rare because um, it's, like, it takes a lot to make me mad. But mm. when I get mad, like, I'm just complete 180 degrees, like, opposite. Like, I like I tell people, I'm like, I can be as sweet as I can be mean. So you mm. choose which one you want because it, you know me, like, I'm pretty sweet. But other people, they see the mean side and they're like, holy shit, like... I can be dipped both ways, yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, Libra, I'm a stale, so tip me either <laughs> way, baby. <laughs> Oh my gosh, that's so funny. But yeah, it's just really, just think of think of life as a journey. Like, don't fear it. Don't fear your journey. Like people, they don't they fear the unknown and they don't know what's coming, so they're scared. They don't know what to do about it. I think of it as like an upcoming vacation. Like looking forward to the opportunities to explore that journey and that vacation and just really like excited about it like yeah I don't know what I'm doing like I don't have a plan really on what I'm doing I'm kind of making it up as I go but at the same time I still have benchmarks to meet I still have like a to-do list or a once list of what like where I want to go what I want to do what I want to see like a vacation like oh you have your destinations you have an idea of what you want in your life, what you want to experience, like go after it and be excited about it. Be, yeah. be excited about the process to get there. And I always hear people too, like talk about the process, like enjoy the process. Like, and I never really understood that. Yeah, I struggle with that. Yeah, I'm like, well, what process am I going through? Oh, it's life, life's process. It's, you're literally, what did you do in a day that, helped you accomplish or even what pushed was the you on your body yeah like what did your universe tell you or what did you, your guides have you do for mm -hmm. that day that mm -hmm. made you grow a little bit made you expand a little bit and just accepting like hey I'm on my own journey no, no one else is on my journey like I'm the only person that can choose to go left or right, up or down, spin around in a circle. Like, you choose whether to stay stagnant, you choose to move. And yeah, it is scary to take those steps, but if you are brave enough to actually like do something about it, like push yourself out there, pull yourself out there, like just try then that is really powerful itself because you're actually moving that energy within yourself. You're moving something that has been stagnant in your previous like ancestors' generations. Like mm. you're really changing the whole energy. You're giving yourself a paradigm shift. Mm. So this has been so amazing. So kind of like as we draw to a close, and I want to definitely ask you about your lingerie, but before we get to that, like it sounds like all this really came from being your truth versus living anyone else's. Definitely. I've always been truthful to myself and to everyone. It Like how? Like what was the courage? What was the like chutzpah or like the, you know, the secret ingredient to that? I honestly think it's from being lied to so much and being hurt by that. So to me, to avoid all that drama and all that beating around the bush, like just putting it out there for what it really is, being mm -hmm. raw and open and just being super truthful about who I am to people, I take it or leave it, <laughs> really, because no matter what you do with it, that's how it is. Like, that's what you see is what you get. And it really, you need to 
not worry about like what other people think about you like because it doesn't matter what they think about you because at the end of the day like they're not inside of your soul like you have yourself and you have your mind you have your body you have your soul and it's just it's so powerful to know that you are really in control of yourself like you can do whatever you want with yourself and I don't understand like why people fear so much of what other people's opinions are about them because that's just society brainwashing you into following a group of people of like idealistic something that's not really there because the media and like everything has been formed to fit like a mold like we've mm-hmm. been talking about mm-hmm. and really like that mold has become boring because like literally you go out there and you see people look alike like, <laughs> yeah I can say the only thing I want to pick up that's in a mold was a kettlebell that's the only thing I want to put it on down <laughs> yeah like people try so hard to be I guess different yeah. in a way that they all end up looking like each other and they start acting like each other and like okay how do like what the hell happened here you just lost yourself as an individual like why would you change that just to fit into something that is literally a trend it's literally going to be changing in the next five to ten years it won't be there it'll be something else so then you have to remold yourself into that something else just to fit in again and I don't think people realize that but that's what they've been doing this whole time and worrying about like oh well I need to have like the latest and greatest things to look like each other to make sure that I get accepted like no you need to learn how to accept yourself first, have that self-confidence build and grow. And really, like, that's how you stand out from the crowd and people are like, wow, that person really is different. Like that person really is open to being themselves. That person is special because they are themselves. So don't worry about what other people think about you because they're not the ones who have fought your battles. They're not the ones that have experienced what you have experienced. I mean, yeah, like some people can relate to you, but at the end of the day, like they did not experience your experience in life. And just really embracing that to know that you are your own person. You are really in control of what you do with yourself. So whether you want to go, I don't know, go be a bum on the street or go like be a millionaire, like that's your decision. But then people argue, oh, well, it's life circumstances. Oh, it's life choices. People don't have like that advantage in life. I didn't have any advantage in life either. Like no one gave anything to me. I worked everything for myself. I got it myself. Nobody helped me at all. Like every single step of the way, I have worked so hard to get to where I am. And like, I realized too that people, they might not maybe, like what they're doing is the best that they can do. Mm -hmm. So their situation and their circumstances are definitely gonna be different from mine. So I'm not gonna compare that but if you set out a plan and you just hustle and try your best to really get yourself, even if it's, it doesn't have to be like to the destination, even if it's like halfway or a quarter way, like just be proud of yourself that you were able to like shift that energy into a better place. I love that, yeah, I love and yeah. Shift that energy into an even sexier form of your lingerie that's there. Exactly. Right? Yes. Like, and I say, like, when we're all different goddess activations. And so when you walk as your own goddess activation, you light up another woman around you. So who knows that's not going to be light up because you're not in your truth. Yes. You know? So talking about lingerie, <laughs> I know earlier today you were sharing, like, what your lingerie would be. 
Yeah. So can you share that with us? Like if you were like, what would Deborah be in terms of lingerie? Oh, if what I was a piece like? of lingerie, yes, it would be definitely a corset because I'm just obsessed with the Victorian and just Renaissance style. Yeah. And it would be with black lace and fringe and it's just kind of this Victorian, bohemian, gypsy, like hippie kind of. That's so, yeah, yeah. Because, I mean, I can be super bougie and I can be super like relaxed and laid back and camping out in the woods. Like, yeah. I'm just a very broad spectrum. So uh, my lingerie is definitely versatile, but very sensual and sexy at the same time. So it, I'd literally probably be seeing me in a corset out camping. <laughs> I love it. Oh, oh, goodness. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Oh, well, thank you for the bravery to be your own lingerie and to wear yourself as the goddess that you are. What would you say when you hear the phrase, come home to your wings, what does that phrase mean to you? It's just coming home to who you really are as a person, who, who you are deep down in your soul, and learning to embrace that and showing yourself to the world in that beautiful raw, delicate form. I love it. Well, thank you for your bravery to be, like, and show the world that being, like, rawness is really our all-natural beauty. It, it really is. is. I feel so honored to have you as my sister, Addis. Oh, I feel so honored <laughs> to have you in my life, too. Thanks for joining us. <laughs> Beautiful souls, thank you so much for tuning into the Fitness Mimosas podcast. Remember, your body is your lingerie. And when you wear your truth, inspires someone else to live theirs. So wear as the goddess that you are. Wear as your softest, sexiest, most luxuriously beautiful lace. I love you, and I'll see you next time.